0: Isn't it the best when you move on to someone new And like you like that person more than your ex And that person ends up having a bigger dick
1: Yes, except for It doesn't always matter about how big it is, right? right. Like your canals are all built differently Oh you know, yeah, we talk about we've this. talked
0: about that okay. Yeah, this is interesting Vagina canals Yes It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen And the big sis you didn't ask for But need. Welcome to Almost Adulting Almost Adulting Almost Adulting Are you ready? Hey, angels, and welcome to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting with me, your host, your best friend, your big sister that you didn't know you needed, Violet Benson. Today, I bring you to Vault Archives. Or do I say archives? archive vaults? No, Vault Archives. Sorry, being dyslexic is so not fun sometimes. Today on our Vault Archives, we have Sophia. This episode, half of it, it's discussing what it's like to be vegan, why people choose to be vegan. She's been vegan most of her life and how you can also be vegan. And then the other half, it's what it's like to go through being in an abusive relationship with a controlling partner, how to get out of it. The mental that you kind of go through when you are with someone who's very controlling and abusive is one of the reasons her and I parted ways, weren't speaking for a while because of her boyfriend. And then we also dive into our vagina canals because apparently we all have different vagina canals some have longer thinner ones some have uh wider ones and then we find the perfect penis for us we also kind of get, get to talk about that which is super funny anyway you guys i really hope you enjoyed today's episode aside from that last week i did A Q&A on my spotify live show and it went so well and i was able to answer so many of your questions and give advice and so many of you loved it which is why i decided to bring it back again tonight so tonight, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time, I'm doing another live Q&A. So anyone that can't make it to my show tonight, you can DM me a question that hopefully I can answer and give advice on. And then in a couple of days when the, sh- when the episode comes out on Hey Besties on Spotify, you can listen to it or you can join me tonight on Spotify live app on Hey Besties at 7 p.m. tonight and ask me whatever question you have, and I will give you the advice that you're looking for. So much fun. So have a beautiful day, and I love you. Mwah. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost.
1: Today I have Sofia Esperanza. <laughs> can't believe you're reading it off your phone. <laughs> I'm so offended. I have changed it like three times, though, so...
0: She's changed it like three times. Her The name I know her by is Sophia um, Miyakova. Miyakova, which literally sounds like a Russian supermodel, but she's not even Russian. Or a supermodel. So. Yeah, she's nice. <laughs> Just FY, you're neither. <laughs> so, um, Sophia and I have known each other for how many years? Three. Really?
1: Three years, four months, and two days.
0: <laughs> 17 hours. <laughs> I really don't know. I think it's been about three years, though. Um, when, it was whenever Jessica was dating that one guy from Vine.
1: Yes. I went over to his place for a girls' night. Like move, We're watching your thing. You were, were watching me on E. On E, yeah. and um, I walked in and you just kind of like sized me up really quick. I was like, Oh, she's one of those. That's a lie. Nope, that's for sure. No, and I
0: sized you up. It's probably because I was like, That girl's so beautiful. Mine. Oh, that's really? What happened.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, then you proceeded to um,
0: you kind of like took jabs at me a little bit. That means I like someone. If I make if I like make little like snarky comments to someone, that means I'm like I like you, and I'm mm-hmm. testing how far I can go with you.
1: Right. Well.
0: But I made I made jokes about your vi- veganism? No, yeah, you did
1: that later, but the first thing you made you made a joke about was um yeah, you were like so who's your girl group? And I was like Oh, I don't really have like a girl group. And then I was going to say I have like girlfriends, but they're not like in the same group. And then before I even got a chance to say that, you go, you know what I see when you say that? Just sausages in your mouth. And I was like, cool. We're okay, but be I good said friends. that
0: before all those memes came out with those girls with sausages. I'm just saying like I was totally original. You
1: were but, beyond the curve. Well,
0: because you know what they say about girls who are always like, I prefer to hang out with guys. Right. Like, I don't have any girlfriends. It's like, you're a bitch. Right. right. No, no. It's <laughs> just, Yeah. I know people think that. Yeah. No, but you do. You do look like a B kind of because you're so good. Just looking. say it. You're just very good a looking. Bee? A bitch. Okay. You look, you come off like that. I mean, your personality is a scary. If you become friends, if you know Sophia from like as a, as a actual friend, you, you will be scared of her. She is a scary person because she's very assertive. But aside from the scary part when you first meet her, she can come off intimidating because she's so beautiful. And then she ends up being like funny too. And you're just like, fuck you. I
1: love you. (laughs) You want to hug me? I want to hug. Okay.
0: So we are going to talk about a few topics today, just about like dating someone that's toxic for you or being in a controlling relationship. We're going to talk about relationships, but because Sophia is a vegan and it is a big part of her life. And I know I was going to make jokes, but like, I want to be serious, you know, like we we all have things we're very passionate about. And for Sophia, being a vegan is one of them. And uh, trust me, she talks about a lot. So if you want to share a little bit about.
1: okay, can I pull out my paper I prepared? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I just to kind of like. When people talk about, and I know people are going to like, be oh, like, well.
0: That's all the time we have, so let's get <laughs> the. <I> can you imagine? <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say I was thinking about this today. Like when people, anytime somebody brings up something that's not what they are gung ho about or what they believe in or whatever it is, we automatically just shut down from the beginning, right? It's like you're gonna you're gonna listen with a limited ten percent. You're like, okay, I'll entertain this, right? Yeah. I feel like when a lot of people. um, when they come into it with this, like a lot of it's passion, right? It's like Mm -hmm. passion and emotion and ethics. So people go into it with a very personal, it's a personal touch on it. It's like it's, it hits close to home. So people are like, how could you not feel the same way that I do about these animals? I put that aside because veganism is a part of the solution, but it doesn't mean that it's always the right thing to do. And I talked to you about this a little bit ago, like the other day about how we can produce... X amount of vegan items that are mass produced that produce toxins and waste and run off into the water supply. And that just is a perfect example of just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's perfect. And right. So, you said,
0: I, I'm a vegan, I'm an environmentalist yeah, first and yeah. then vegan second. Yeah.
1: I mean, the UN is, you know, the United Nations. It's a non-biased, you know, it's an organization you can call it, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, they are the people who we should be listening to the most when it comes to worldly things. You know, they come out, they all meet together. It's the United Nations It's coming together from all around the world and collectively coming up with things that will make the world a better place. And for them to even be talking about how, you know, the main three things we should be worrying about right now, X, Y, and Z, one of them being the number one being climate change and what contributes to that. Then we start to go, okay, what contributes to climate change? We're all freaking out about it right now animal agriculture is right up there. And if you cut your emissions, then you don't contribute it to it, you know, but like almost 80% if you cut out animal agriculture. So when people start to look at it from that side, I think we can kind of take the leap and go, okay, ethics aside, morals aside, let's put the world ahead. And then you start to realize that veganism is a part of a solution for much more than just like your your ethics.
0: Well, when you say you're an environmentalist first, can you describe what it means to be an environmentalist? Right. So looking at the whole before yourself. So when you think about
1: something that you can do every day that benefits your health, right? Like what you eat, what you put into your body, what you work out, what you do, what makes you feel good, that's all selfish. So when you can kind of zoom out and look at what's best for the environment as a whole, not just you, not just me, not just the animals, everything collectively, what's best for the environment and what's going to keep things going so that your kids, my kids, their kids can have a healthy home. That's an environmentalist.
0: I was watching um, the sh- uh, show; it's hilarious. You should totally check it out. Uh, the Good Place, okay. And this, I forgot which season it's on. Maybe it's like on the third, second or third season. Um, they, they meet, I don't want to get into the context of the show, but it's basically like people from hell. They're trying to figure out how to get to heaven that's literally not the context of the yeah, show yeah, yeah. so i'm explaining it completely terribly but they they, they 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 find this one guy who at one point was a complete dumbass and then he decides to change up his whole lifestyle and he becomes like a quote-unquote good person and then right. they find out he still doesn't get into heaven they're like what why right. and it shows that even though he thinks he's doing like one good thing for the, mm-hmm. all these good things for the environment let's say even buying like only organic carrots the the way it goes back it ends up being like um, child labor somehow and right. going back. So exactly. how can you really tell that you're being an environmentalist person? Or mm. I'm sorry, I'm yeah, yeah. saying it right. Like, how can you tell the design that in the end, like leading into something bad?
1: Right. Well, I mean, you have to trace everything back. And I know it sounds overwhelming. You it know? does sound overwhelming. It does. But when you, there's really just three categories. When I kind of just put them in three, the main three that contribute to the worst, um, the worst effects on the planet. And that's our transportation the food that we eat, um, and then kind of split between the clothes that we wear. And there's a lot of other sectors, but really those are like the main three for me. So the food that
0: we eat does intertwine with uh, being an environmentalist. Absolutely.
1: It's hand in hand. It's number one when it comes to cutting your emissions for climate change. Number one. Because when you... Take into consideration, it's not only just the animal pollution, like the runoff and the toxic waste and the emissions talking about gases that the cattle and dairy produce or just all animals, period. It's the transportation to get them to there, to get them back, to transport them from being packaged at facilities after they're, you know, processed, slaughtered and sent out for, for distribution. Not to mention, we're cutting down the entire rainforest right now to make room for livestock, something that we shouldn't even be touching. It's the lungs of our planet. So when you take into consideration everything that makes up animal agriculture, you realize it's not sustainable. So when you really want to hit the nail on the head with the most you can do and not overwhelm yourself, I think those three things are really important. just comes to how you power your home. If you can even, you know, change that right now you know so solar how powered. would you
0: power your home
1: so if you're not able to do that right now, like a lot of people in L.A. don't live in green towers or green buildings that are solar powered or have alternative. Or um, even
0: to your house, you have to get this thing like solar power yeah, on solar your roof, panels. but that's expensive to get. It is, but most of the time. tax deductible though, though yes. guys. Check yeah. that out.
1: And it starts to, if you have a big enough um, system, my friend, for instance, has a bigger one and you actually start to get paid from the government because they start to use your power to distribute to other homes. But he he has a a really big panel. So he lives in the middle of um Arkansas and he has like a really big panel and he has so much energy that he doesn't use that just mm-hmm. sits there and it stores that he's able to sell it back. That's pretty cool.
0: Oh, shit. It's a tax credit.
1: Yeah.
0: That's mind-blowing, but I'm sure he's rich. No. He's not? mm That no. sounds really but you make. Yeah, but it's, it's cool. I mean, there's that and then, like, again, but,
1: like, there's, you know, there's just the pillars of being— So like,
0: what do you—so do you just, like, not turn on the light? Do you just mm-hmm. walk around your house with candles? Because I don't have—I don't live in a complex right now
1: that offers green energy. I just don't use it, you know, as much as I can. When I have to cook things, I do things that are more raw— Um, from home, like things that I can just pour and eat and cook without heat. And if I do have to use heat, I don't use gas. I use electric and I pressure cook everything because pressure cooking uses less um, energy and then you can cook more things at once. So just being mindful of that candles at night, but what you can like kind of do in that moment, just do those things. You know, if you can change your diet, change your diet. If you can drive an electric car, drive an electric car. So
0: So your diet, like, are you saying like, me drinking soda is bad for the the earth? Um, I mean, the company, like, if you trace it back to— Oh, got yeah. it. If you trace it back.
1: Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just about doing that and, like, learning more about the companies. Really, any big company that's been around for a long time, they're slow moving with the times when it comes to, you know, making sure their people are taken care of in terms of, like, the people who work for them, labor laws, whatever— And then beyond that, yeah, I mean, the things that they're putting in there are chemicals, so they're not good for you. They're not good for the environment. So you never go and eat fast food? I hadn't eaten fast food in... Four plus? No, like almost five years. But for the person who doesn't have all those options yet, might not be able to eat local and organic produce as much yeah, as I can.
0: Yeah, all so expensive.
1: It is. Um, but, I mean, if you really want to do it, it's actually cheaper. It just takes some time and energy to learn, like, where you can get this stuff from. And can you grow your own things? Can you do it in a basement? Can you...
0: I just feel like, like, when I first moved to America uh, with my family, and, um, like, we had uh, the first restaurant... We moved to America and, and the currency was also divided by five. So, like, whatever money we had, we had to divide by five. It was, like, less than yeah. five? Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. we had to divide our money by five in order mm-hmm. for it to match one dollar American dollar. Mm. So, that's fine. I'm still here. Yeah. So, when we moved here, the there was... um. Burger King was right next to the apartment that we moved into. And my sister and I were going and eating there every day. So of course, I feel like as someone, like a new immigrant family just moved to the US, Mm -hmm. like I I feel like my parents... I think the last thing in their mind was like, oh, Absolutely. Let's, let's like look for something organic. Yeah. They're just like whatever we can afford. Oh, Burger King, it's one dollar for right. a burger. Like, right. I mean, obviously, I remember the last time I ate at Burger King because I'm like a dollar for a burger. That yeah. seems like what's in that meat? It's crazy. No yeah. meat in there. No. But like back then, I so I think how are people people who don't who can't afford organic food just like me and my family when I was younger. Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to be then more self-conscious and more self-aware of our environment or all that when, you know what I mean? like That's why I think it's important that these companies get
1: into fast food because mm-hmm. they're able to give people an option where options are already so limited and predestined for them already. You know, you're giving a choice between crap, 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 and crap. Right. So why not add something in there that's a little bit better for them, a lot better for them, a lot better for the environment. So that you can get them used to it. So we start to make the association again between making choices because we actually do have choices and we feel like we don't, but we do. Right. And I feel like if we do that, that's a great place to start. But it is our job as a world, as people who care about other people to help the less fortunate and to educate them and to... um give back because these companies who make so much money on the backs of these people that create these diseases that keep the world going around, keep the pharmaceutical business alive. Um, it's an injustice to the people who built this country. And so I feel like, you know, we have to do our part to educate and, and give back to them. Okay, so. so I have
0: a question when it comes to being, um, if everyone was a vegan in this world. So right, yeah. I get hairy about being an environmentalist, right. which is interesting, but okay. Obviously this may sound stupid. So of course the last thing I, I don't want to come off dumb, okay. and I'm, but I think I think the whole thing is, in the end of the day, if you don't ask questions, how will you ever know? Right. I used to say that to my teachers no, yeah, you have when to. they would look at me for a dumb question. <laughs> but so, okay. So I was just thinking about, so for example, if everyone went vegan, so every farm out there, they went vegan, so that the people that own these farms, they obviously, they wouldn't be able to afford them, the farms anymore, because the only reason they had, most of these people have farms is in order to create meat from the, those animals. What would happen to those animals? Because if I have a farm, because because I have chickens and right. cows, and I'm selling the milk, I'm selling the mm-hmm. eggs, I'm selling some of the meat. And that's how I make a living. If if now I'm a vegan and everyone else is a vegan, so I can't make my living off of that anymore, then I have no use with these animals. So what happens to those animals? To the animals? Well,
1: we produce these animals at such
0: an unreal, unnatural rate. When people talk
1: about, like, overpopulation of animals, we're the number one overpopulated animal on this earth. Um, Americans or... Yeah, no, just violets. Um, <laughs> and so um, we, you know, we need to start looking more inward, but the animals that we create and the numbers that we're looking at, i.e. beef or cattle, let's call them what they are, cows, chickens, pigs... Lamb, sheep—these are all numbers that we create for consumption, so they oh, won't we're exist. Creating
0: so many of them, so it's uh, they, they don't so that exist like, so like this in them? the wild.
1: Yeah, so if we stop creating them, they won't exist in those numbers anymore. We, but are,
0: where would the rest of them—the ones already here what, what, Sanctuary. So
1: basically, everything that's already been, um, like farms, already do this. There's one in Texas called Rowdy Girl, and she's so cool, and. But she, that's like
0: rich people they can afford it. No, so. these
1: are poor farmers, farmers that live paycheck to paycheck. And I'm not saying she is a poor farmer, but I mean, they definitely don't have the means of even shifting and, and being comfortable after that. She reached out. It's a lot of crowdfunding and what they can do... With these farms, is create sanctuaries for them, change the industry to where they can make money off of a new crop, whether it be mushrooms, whether it be hemp seeds to make hemp milk. You can still be in the dairy business and do hemp milk. You know, there's so many things you can grow.
0: And then just take care of the animals. Right.
1: And use them for education and give them sanctuary
0: and use them um, for pictures for Instagram. So many Instagram girls would be going up there just taking the pictures. I tried to get you to go with me. Yeah, I almost went. And you went, right? Yeah. Was it? so much fun. Did you take pictures? Yeah,
1: I did. I love being with animals.
0: I love love llamas.
1: Yeah, they're the best. I can't. I
0: want like I want a llama so bad. You
1: have really pretty big teeth and I feel like you kind of remind me of a llama.
0: That is such a backhanded compliment. It's not even funny, but I'll take it. Okay. I don't feel like
1: I don't feel like comparing anybody to an animal is an insult. Nothing. I think all animals are perfect. Like think of the, like think of an animal that you could call somebody and it would be so offensive and call to me right now. I will love it. Cockroach. Love it. (laughs) It's kind of like what I got here. My little beetle.
0: On your tattoo, what is that? It's a beetle, mama.
1: Oh, what was the inspiration behind your tattoo? It's a Dan Hillier piece. He's an artist and I got it on me because I raise beetles.
0: Oh, okay, I have seven hundred. No, I
1: really do have seven hundred at my house.
0: You have seven hundred beetles at your house. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to Google what a beetle looks like. Do
1: you type in darkling beetle.' Darkling so darkling
0: beetle. <laughs> <laughs> you have seven hundred of darkling beetles. Well, some by of choice. Them,
1: Some of them are worms right now, and then we will turn into those. so yeah.
0: OK, do you just live in a really bad building and they just like come there now? You're like, oh, my God, those are my pets, guys. Like Ooh, I love or them. you literally you went and bought them.
1: Yeah. Well, they were going to be reptile food. And this is such a like I wouldn't tell people to go do this. This is like going against, you know, the circle of life or whatever. But I just took them from the counter. I bought them from the counter and then I like raised them. They don't even exist in the U.S., they're from South America. Where did you get them? They're from South America.
0: You brought in diseases from a different country into America? I
1: can't even release them because of that. Yeah. Like I could get in a lot of trouble if I release them because it could shift the ecosystem. So, yeah.
0: But isn't that going against being an environmentalist?
1: If I were to release them, yeah. That's why I can't do it. You order them from a different country? No, I went to it. I went to, okay, listen, this is when the fires, the Woolsey fires were happening. And I was going into the fires to rescue animals. Uh So what did I do? I went to a feed store, got all this feed supply, hay, all this stuff, put it in the back of the truck. But then at the counter, I was like, oh, what are these little guys? And she was like, oh, they're reptile food. And I was like, you mean living worms, like they're actual living, breathing worms. And she was like, yeah. And then I felt bad. So I bought, I don't want them to get eaten.
0: And you now have 700 of them?
1: You should come see
0: Literally, we'll never be coming to your house <laughs> They're right
1: at the front door, too. Like, not free roaming. What do you feed them? Potatoes. Greens.
0: Okay. Wait, do you... You have... How many cats do you have? Three now. What do you feed your cats?
1: My animals eat animals.
0: So that doesn't go against all your beliefs?
1: No, because they're they're actually pure carnivorous animal. So, so they need- anatomically they are. We're not, but anatomically they are. So I got to do it.
0: What would happen happen, not happened. <laughs> My English is so-
1: I love it. I love when you slip up on words. No,
0: I will not forgive you for calling me a llama, okay? Like, honestly, inside my heart, I'm like, fuck you. Are you serious? I think you're but beautiful. But on this podcast, I'm yeah. going to pretend like we're friends. And then when we leave, I'm going to follow you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not to show me your feet. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you, okay. but I will never forget you said that. Okay. And I will forever think of a way to get back at you. Do it. I love Totally. Franks. I'm totally kidding. Anyway. <laughs> this one. If you were... Pr- Let's say one day when you get pregnant, what if cause I think we had this conversation on Friends, there was one time an episode where Phoebe's a vegan or vegetarian and yes. then she she realizes she, her baby's craving meat mm-hmm. and she takes a, she eats a sandwich from Joey and then yes. she's for the next six months she eats meat and Joey was like, Well, in return, I won't eat meat for six months. Right. So then I replace it. Um what would happen if when you were pregnant, if you suddenly were getting, if everything else was grossing you out mm-hmm. and you were getting only cravings for meat and like, that's for your baby.
1: Right. Because you're you craving the minerals and the vitamins in the meat, not the meat itself. So your body talks to you and it tells you what you need. If you have deficiencies, like for instance, side note, I used to eat dirt when I was little. Of course. I yeah. love dirt and I still love it. Um, <laughs> because it's a detoxing um, element to your body. Like the Aztec Indians used to do it. used to chew on dirt and it actually, pregnant women actually too. To remove toxins from your body, and um, you should listen to your body if it's telling you you need something. But just know that everything that's in animal products comes from plants first. Animals just aren't born poof with protein; they eat plants to get protein. They're not just born with. So,
0: if your body was like I, you you're, you smell baloney, and it's like amazing mm-hmm. smell, and you're craving it. And that's what your baby wants. You would you would hold it. You won't give your baby what it wants.
1: It doesn't want baloney. What does it want? Do you know what bologna is? Nobody wants that when they see how it's made.
0: So what would you then, if your baby was craving meat, what would you give it? Um, Well, if I I know that if you crave
1: meat, you're craving iron-rich foods, um, things that are just really vitamin-packed. So I would probably eat dark leafy greens because that's where they start from. so. So you
0: smelled bologna, you're like, this smells delicious. And you're like, no, my body actually just wants some leaves.
1: Yes, some leaves. Like, just go outside (laughs) and just bend down and eat some leaves, Violet. I got to cook for you sometime. You're going to love it.
0: No, I do. I enjoy vegan food sometimes. But some vegan people, I feel like, are not as responsible as vegans, in my opinion. And they eat a lot of fried food and a lot of bad food.
1: And even people who do, like, this is something really important, too. What we post on Instagram, like, what's trendy, right? Like, the fruit bowls and, like, the really um, colorful foods that are, like, mostly raw all the time. Like, that's what we're posting in my opinion, I think the best vegan diet, and I'm, a lot of people are going to be like, you're yeah, crazy because I know people thrive on different kinds of vegan diets, but it's a whole food plant diet. And it's not just fruits. It's not just veggies. And it's not just juicing. I think those are all great intermittent things to do to like mm-hmm. detox your body or make you feel better at a certain point. And for some people, they thrive on that. But mm-hmm. when people look at it, you know, veganism as that, it's super restrictive. And then they're going to Sometimes, like a lot of vegans who have gone back recently, they cause issues and deficiencies and they don't feel good because they're depriving their brain of DHA or, the you know, DHA and um, the omegas that you need for the brain
0: food. Goals, That's capers. That's you're skinny. That's good. Good for you. All right. <laughs> Not bitter. I'm like so happy for you and your body. Like, I congratulations. Lo- I love your ass. <laughs> no, you don't. I do.
1: I tell you every day or, when I see you liar just like once a year
0: like that one time you took a photo of my ass and i made you take it down
1: yeah um that's annoying i was trying to be funny and video you going up a moonwalk and posted it to your story and you got mad you said you you, like yeah I, I was fine no you weren't you were literally like this
0: <laughs> it's no it's fine i got over it after two seconds i was just okay no i get over things faster than you do Great. Cool. We're gonna go there. We're gonna go there. One time <laughs> Sophia and I had a friendship breakup, but we're not gonna talk about it because she was incredibly wrong, and I'm not even being sarcastic. So I don't want to embarrass her. Okay. So we're not gonna go there, but you knew you know you were kind of wrong. Yeah, no, for so sure. So let's move faster. Yeah. We're we're fine. We're great. <laughs> we're great. We're so fucking good. Violet, tell me how great we are. <laughs> we're so fucking okay. good. Okay. Next topic. Anyway, <sighs> hmm. Well, Okay. So isn't it the best when you move on to someone new and like you like that person more than your ex and that person ends up having a bigger dick?
1: Yes. Except for, it doesn't always matter about how big it is, right? right. Like, cause someone can be like, side note, your canals are all built differently. You oh know? yeah. We talk about we've this. talked
0: about that. Okay. Yeah, This is
1: interesting. Vagina
0: canals. Yes. Yeah,
1: so basically someone can have, um, I think there's what like I don't know the variations, but there's you can have a narrow long canal or you can have a narrow short canal or you can have a wide short canal or a wide long canal.
0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I just remember why we talked about it.
1: Yes. So there's four different kinds of canals, right? So there's a penis that's meant for you specifically. So like... Maybe, for instance, like you're a narrow long one, and like, I don't know, someone comes up in there and they are just, you know. You're a
0: narrow long, right? I'm a narrow
1: long. And maybe you're like, this guy is just really girthy, and like, it won't, maybe it won't feel great for you because you're a narrow long. Okay, now
0: I'm laughing because I remember our conversation. Okay, okay, what? Our conversation was I was reminiscing about this one guy that I slept with last year. And I, we were talking about, it was FaceTime and I was just trying to explain to you, I was like, oh my God, like he literally just went inside of me and, and like, he didn't even have to move. I was just like rolling my eyes. I was like, yeah, man, just like that. Just don't even move. It just feels so good. And you're like, oh, so that means your canal is wide and (laughs) short. And I was like, okay, cool. So you're saying I have a white set vagina.
1: I said that. That's what it was?
0: Yeah. Which okay. Is so not true. But
1: it could maybe just that day, like maybe, I don't know. You can go to your OB and she'll tell you.
0: I asked her if my vagina is normal. And she said, yes. What if that wasn't even
1: a real thing? And you go in there asking for this and like, she's like, What? And you're like, So am I a narrow long or my narrow short? I'm like, so
0: going to ask her. I ask her the weirdest questions all the time and she's always like,
1: Okay. I know I used to, I, yeah, I asked my OBGYN a question one time that I thought, like, maybe, you know, like, people ask her, and she very clearly, like, let me know, like, she wasn't even gonna answer that. I was like, oh, okay.
0: Wait, but your boyfriend has a big dick. So how does that fit with you being then narrow, a long connection? I didn't you know. Told that. Me. Yeah, it's been in my mouth last night. So, <laughs> Violet, stop. I know that hurts my feelings. You guys <laughs> have sex behind my back.
1: You can watch. <laughs> okay. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I, my, my boyfriend so Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Wait, what? Your
0: vagina, is your vagina actually narrow? than the canal? Or is this your boyfriend a small dick?
1: I mean, I'm not going to talk about my boy, But you can, do from, from me, talking about the kind of canal that I have You can tell the kind of, you know, what he got, what he's got going on down there But
0: you say you like his penis more than you like your ex-boyfriend's penis
1: I love my boyfriend so much that we have really great Connection We have quick connection I feel like I'm talking like I'm being like Stepping around this Like scared to say anything
0: Yeah I feel like Honestly <laughs> I feel like you're making it sound Like your your boyfriend Has a baby dick And I feel like He probably doesn't but you're making it sound like he I does. don't want
1: to put him on blast, and then and then also girls are gonna be like, oh my god, Sophia just said he uh, has, you know, like oh, you're, you're I don't so want to put right, him on, I don't that. want to put him on on. But anyways, my there's boyfriend, like
0: an h- hilarious tweet where this girl goes, I'm so sick of girls saying like how amazing their boyfriend's dick is, and then I try it and it's just like okay, yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> and then I'm watching out for her. I'm like, is it you? You you wrote that? No, 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 I didn't. I <laughs> wish that tweet is hilarious. That's I really that funny.
1: No, but we we just have like. I mean, I feel like too. He's younger, so he's like just you know.
0: He's still going. So his dick is still growing. (laughs) (laughs) What? What is? uh, He's not thirteen. No, it's just he has a lot of. uh,
1: He's he has a lot of energy. Stamina. Stamina. Like a yeah, like a stallion.
0: Cool. All right. (laughs) So we glad we covered that. I I don't know. All right, oh. you and your boyfriend's baby, <laughs> baby dick. No, oh baby. he, I'm sure. It, oh, baby dick, no. Yeah, I'm kidding. No, I don't think he has no, no, one no. either. I just can't put him on that much.
1: He, like, he's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, tell him, baby, tell him, baby. And Tell then him you're like
0: sorry I fucking didn't. <laughs> now everyone thinks everyone thinks I have a baby dick and no one's ever gonna fuck me and that's why I have to be with you forever. Now that we've gone on so
1: much about it, now we've <laughs> just done a disservice and now people are gonna know the I secrets. Can, out. I can edit some
0: of it out. I swear. <laughs> fuck! I wish I could have recorded our conversation but we were talking something about being a psycho ex girlfriend yes. when it's crossing the line because there's a difference between being crazy and like by, like um ruining someone's property crazy. Right. Yeah. How do you what's what do you think about that? Well, I
1: feel like um like in terms of relationships, yeah, like yeah, you're like dating that.
0: someone and like yeah. y- you guys broke up or he cheated on you and we always see jokes about like burn his house down, yeah. throw his TV outside of the Right. Like when, like, it's funny to think about it, but like, right. it's a little alarming if you actually do it. Don't I've think? never been like that
1: way. Like we talked about the other day, like I've yeah. had thoughts of like putting, I'll just say it, like putting cameras when I've broken up in, you know, their living room to see like what they're doing when I leave. But I'm like when you really think about it, you're like, why am I doing this? Just so one, I can hurt myself even more. See what I already know is going to happen. Like yeah. why that just means you're not ready to move on. And if you're not ready to move on,
0: don't break up yet. So if you are, sometimes it's not your it. choice. Sometimes, oh. Some of us get dumped. <laughs> <laughs> so some of us is like, no, we're still together. And the guy's like, no, that happened to me when I was younger. He's like, I think we should break up. My first boyfriend. I was like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, we stay together, and I was like, "No, we're going to be together for six more months." You took my virginity. We're together. He was Aww, like, oh, I okay. love that. Yeah, we That's stay good. together. That's good. I think it's good
1: to assert yourself like that.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah, if someone doesn't want you, you force them to love you. That's not the way to go. No, what happened to me. I stayed. I was like, okay, fine. Someone did that to you, and you're like, okay, kind of. Yeah, like you know, please stay. It's cute when a guy does it, but when a girl does it, it feels pathetic. But I have done it before. I'd stay with you. I
1: would treat you right.
0: Oh yeah! Remember when we stopped talking? You blocked me. Mm, okay, so are we gonna? <laughs> if we're gonna
1: go into it, we might as well just go full no, into it. No, I, I, I just—I didn't block
0: you. Yeah, you did on
1: Instagram. On I don't—I don't block people on your phone. Um,
0: it's fine. I'm told totally I blocked over you it. on my
1: phone. Are you just making
0: up shit? No, I don't even you do did. that. I blocked you. Blocked me. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I did. I can't confirm that because I don't block people your text on Instagram. green. I changed my number. Did I not? Oh, I did change my number. No,
0: you didn't. Because mm-hmm. when you texted me and became friends again, you're like, oh, my God, I'm just looking through a text right now. I I so because
1: I have your number and I imported all my texts onto my new phone. It changed.
0: I know. and I remember I was asking like Jess and other people like, do you guys have, uh, so you have a Sophia's new number? I would love to reach out and like no one would give it to me. Why? No one asked me.
1: Oh, that's sad. <gasps>
0: Yeah, I wanted to reach out, even though you're the one that hurt my feelings.
1: I love you. I'm sorry. I wasn't in the right headspace. I wasn't vegan yet. I understand. I'm just kidding. You you were vegan. No, I was vegan.
0: (laughs) No, but I I completely... I understand, though, where you were at. There was, you know, when you have a relationship that you are... So tell me about that. You felt like you were in a relationship where the guy was constantly trying to control you.
1: Yeah, and the thing was, is I went into it knowing that, though. Like, I can't look back on that and... there's something about it that you liked? Yes, I did. I, before that relationship, I was partying a lot. I was off doing, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, that was when I was on Vine. I was upside down in cars twerking, you know? So like I was, have you seen those yet by the way? Have you seen those? I gotta show you this.
0: I avoid Vine like the plague. Okay,
1: well, I'll show you after this. But um, I was out there doing that, having a good time, like didn't have a care in the world. And so I knew next relationship, I needed structure, like major structure. And I didn't really have that growing up. Didn't have, like, I didn't live with my dad. I, my mom was, you know, playing mom and dad when I wasn't visiting with my dad.
0: Those are the best mothers, though. They're I love Such her. good mothers. Yeah.
1: Um, and my dad. But... um we, I knew at that point, like I had an actual conversation with myself and was like, you got to get your shit together. You're smart. You know what you're doing. You just need someone to kind of like put you in a box for a little bit. So you
0: found somebody that gave you structure.
1: Yes. Structure that I was really attracted to. I thought him controlling me was a form of affection and love. I thought that's what love was. Yes. I thought that by him telling me this is what's good for you and this is what's going to help your career and this is the kind of person that you are and, and this is
0: when you need to be home and right don't be too many that's friends. what it
1: turned into you know yeah. in the beginning it was more like little like um what are those things called like in bowling alleys bowling bumpers like uh-huh. those yeah i feel like it was more like that in the beginning and i really it worked well because we balanced each other out i you know taught him a lot he taught me a lot yeah. i was also way younger than him so like it was good but then it became really restrictive to the point where you yeah. weren't even really allowed to have yeah, I mean like if you know he didn't get along with the people and I get it, like his personality's one way, but okay, get get over it, you know, like yeah. whatever. But um I I chose to let him have power. Because again, I was like, wow, he really loves me. And like, it's good to be cared about. And for someone to ask you like, what time are you going to be home? Or you need to come home at this time? Or hey, I don't think you should wear that. You know, it's yeah. And I, I thought of that as like a form of love. And so I liked it, though, in a weird way. It was someone telling me in my first time of my life what to do when I, no one ever told me what to
0: yeah. do. So, But stepping out of that, a lot of women, by the way, are put in that position, situation yeah. where it does feel like love. Yeah. Possessiveness and yeah. control feels like that person must to love me coveted, so much. Yeah. Yeah. But they're really just like, they like, they end up, I think in the end, they end up looking at you as their possession. Right. More than like their equal lover. Right. And then you, if you take it back even further, it's like, is it, I mean, yes, it's everyone's
1: fault really, but it's like. Men are conditioned to, to be that way, though. You take it even further, like their families, the f- movies that we watch, you know, everything's engraved in society and religion and, you know, um, well, where I we grow up. think his
0: upbringing. Right. Not Not everybody's. everyone's like that. Not everybody's. It's, things are changing now, but I think right. we're culturally. Culturally, we're yeah. your boyfriend. Because I, one of my exes, well, I think our stories are different. Like culturally, our one of my exes is um, the same culture as your ex, but- uh-huh. The reason my ex-boyfriend was always so possessive, so controlling, like wanting to see who I'm texting or who I'm hanging out with or like always like freaking out that I'm cheating on him. And I always thought like, holy shit, like he's so worried that I'm mm-hmm. cheating on him. Like he loves me so much. And it was because he was cheating on me. He was doing me. it
1: too. It's terrible. <laughs> so,
0: oh, that's fine. It was yeah. years ago. I'm not a victim about it. Yeah. Really. I mean, he took like my But youth, isn't that crazy
1: that like you, like now you know that though, like those are like the red flags, you know, like when someone is like pushing you about something, then you go, wait, you're, you're, you're projecting, you totally. know? Totally. Yeah. I feel like
0: I've even done that previously before. Like one time I really liked a guy and we were, we were talking and then it was last year. And then I randomly started entertaining like another guy, just like texting him. Right. And then suddenly in my head, I was just like well, if I'm doing it, what is my guy doing? Right, And then I remember I completely went off on this guy, have no idea what he's up to, Mm -hmm. but I suddenly freaked out because I was doing it. And it reminded me of like, oh my God, I just gave myself a taste of my own medicine with like my ex-boyfriend that he would do that to me. It's not a good feeling. Yeah. How did you finally decide to walk away from this person controlling
1: your life? Well, there's a lot of other things in the relationship, like besides just that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like did you ever like finally start standing up for yourself? Or like- yeah, that was when we really started to butt heads. I mean, I, I'm I'm a, a group in Texas in the South and like a really rough part, and like I'm really vocal. I used to be really like I don't know my mouth mouth of the South. Like that's just kind of like what you we're vocal. St- yeah, really. <laughs> I used to like cuss a lot, and you know, just like whatever, be reckless, but when I started dating him, I didn't, I didn't even cuss anymore. Like I just try to clean up myself so much to like make him happy and be this person that like, I really wasn't. What's
0: crazy is that he is so like, he's so clean cut in a way and assertive. But like, what's funny is that when you're, what you're describing sounds like you would be like an accountant, financial person, I mean, be, like a club promoter. Yeah. 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 Yet you have to clean yourself up for a club promoter. Right. Now there's anything wrong with right. being a club promoter in it's, your 30s, yeah, yeah, yeah. but go on. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel
1: like, um, I feel like, eventually it was just not good for both of us. And like, I, you know, to this day have mad respect for him. I love him. I'll always love him. We're just, I I described it um, as not growing, You know, we're growing up together, and now we're starting to grow horizontally. And Mm -hmm. it's not that one's higher than the other and one's progressing more. It's just now we're growing horizontally, and we have two different life paths. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, people drop off in your life at certain points because they served a certain purpose. And, like, that's— I agree. I think just accepting that is what finally let me, like, move on from it. And knowing that him being with me and me wanting certain things was driving him nuts because he couldn't do it. And I don't want to make someone feel— like they can't do something, especially as a man, you know, you want to yeah. make someone happy, you want them to be fulfilled. And that's not fair if my aspirations have just completely shifted and that's not where his heart is and that's not fair. And so I just, you know,
0: yeah. said goodbye. But that's good that you were mature enough eventually to like see that. Because a lot of times sometimes like love is just not enough in relationships. Yeah. And I think it's good that you're able to see that, and you were able to. Uh, obviously, when the breakup is happening, not everyone's super mature about it. But like, you can look back and yeah. you can be mature about it instead of just hanging on to something that you knew was wrong for you, just for the sake of hanging on to unto love. Right. That means you had you had you had time to like grow and learn and to love yourself in order to be okay with being alone. Yeah. And not being with someone who made you feel so loved because he was so possessive. Right. Yeah. And like you know that
1: comfortability thing of like, are you really with somebody? Like for instance like we I'd broken up we'd broken up and then I went back after some time and I thought about it I was like why did I go back you know like what was the reason and it was because it was comfortable it was my best friend it was the warm body on the couch it was the person who already knew me and when I was progressing like so fast and learning so much when I moved here and I didn't want to re-explain that to someone else so it's like me going back was wrong and the wrong thing to do for him because that was selfish on my part because all I wanted was comfort and he actually wanted to make it work and that's not fair so I think like like recognizing that the second time I was like, okay, yeah. I really want you to move on and be happy. So. Has he moved on? Uh we talk from time to time. Um, I don't I don't know about his relationships. I don't think he's in one or anything like that. But I I mean, to be completely honest, like I actually see girls on Instagram sometimes and I'm like, you guys would be great. Like I think about it. I'm like, this would be your girl. I'm so like that yeah guys have dated too. Cause you're over it.
0: Yeah, yeah I think once you're over it and you're able to actually because a lot of times I feel like it's the ego thing. you stop loving someone, but then it's an ego thing. so you just don't want anyone else right. to be with that person. My ex and I kept getting back together because we just never wanted anyone else to be with each other. yeah, we hated each other, mm-hmm. but it's like as long we were like, hate, fuck each other. But yeah as yeah. long as no one else is fucking you, at least not, I'm not aware of it. yeah, usually, and then
1: yeah. like it's to like proving to yourself that you are better, right? Like, it's like that, at least if I were to do that, I feel like it would be stemming from this, like being with that person because as soon as I saw them with somebody else, it would be like stemming from a place of, well, what does she have that I don't? I got to get that back. Yeah, and you got to
0: make sure like, I'm better than you. Right. Like, he still loves me. You're you're nothing compared to me. Right? It's totally like a mind game, yeah. ego thing. You just have to like- That's not love. Let that yeah. go. Of course it's not love, yeah. but we don't understand that. Yeah. Do you feel like your current boyfriend is your soulmate? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of your soulmates? Was yeah. your ex-boyfriend your soulmate? Um,
1: I feel like it's something, but I don't think it's a soulmate. I think it would be like more categorized as like, if I could put a name on this, it'd be buddy. like... Hey, buddy. <laughs> no, it's terrible. <laughs> like, a, um, ooh, like if there was, if this was the definition, let's call it a, um, let's call it a baby driver. Let's call it that. It's a person who comes into your life who will give you the most significant change in growth, each other equally, and then you part ways, but that's it. And I feel like that's, that's kind of- That's
0: honestly a great answer and a beautiful beautiful answer. And I hope a lot of people who are listening can take that in because that is a great outlook on breakups because a lot of times people look at breakups, as such a negative thing versus looking at like, oh my God, certain people come into your life and they teach you so much right. and they were meant to come into your life. And you so.
1: cared. Like we cared yeah. so much and I still do. Like it's, Yeah, that's awesome. It's like, it's love, but it, it's not that kind of, you know, people think about love, it's like, oh, it's affection. and it's But it's and that. not the
0: kind of love yeah. that you're searching for that you want or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, I, Yeah, I just, you guys are just not right for each other. Right. At one point you were, but then you grew apart. Just like that's, that's something that happens with friendships and with partners. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I feel like we've covered a lot, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like so too. I
0: want to talk about like, I want at one point to talk about like being like friends and being a vindictive friend. Because we both have experiences with both, both of us have friends who we felt like got vindictive with us at one point. I don't know. I
1: feel like one thing like we talked about, I feel like we kind of have in common and a lot of girls do But then sometimes they might realize they actually don't when they're put in the face with, like, the person who kind of, like, shakes that up. Uh You're not jealous of your friends. Like, I don't look at my friends that I'm, like, friends with and think, like, I might look at that and go, damn, that'd be cool to have. Or, like, that would be cool. Which is
0: human reaction is normal.
1: But then to, like, take it far or to then, um, like, project my insecurity on them or to make them feel bad or to um compete and you know like but I just, that, I you're just describing
0: don't. a toxic friend right now because I, I did research recently about toxic friendships and stuff for one of my episodes that I'm mm. gonna have. In your opinion, because I, I did so much research and I couldn't even find like a solid answer. So from your experience, like when when do you finally realize this friend is too toxic and you can't quote unquote save her? And like when do you realize it's time to let them go? I feel like you know this. <clears throat> I used to cut people off,
1: like, at the beginning, like, when nothing even happened, when something would, like, rattle my cage just a little bit, and then make me uncomfortable, and I would just, that was it, and I would, that was it, and I feel like,
0: (laughs) am I, oh, my face is so expressive, it's
1: this,
0: (laughs) like, go on, but I
1: feel like I used to do that, so then, what it actually ended up causing was for me to hold on to people because I was afraid of doing that again. So then I was holding on to people for so long. because The wrong one. The wrong people. Because I thought, well, I'm doing it again. Like, I'm cutting someone off. And then I had a conversation with myself and my boyfriend and other friends who – we're not in the industry and just kind of like living normal lives outside yeah. of the industry, entertainment industry and um, realize that, no, like there can be bad people that you let go of and you don't have to give them.
0: Like there can be bad people out there that you can love. Right. You can still let them go.
1: Right. I feel like uh, true friendships and true growth comes from not just talking about people. Um, but ideas and events and and things because that's the three levels of intelligence. Not just well, I agree. I think
0: when if someone is always talking to you about their people, like it should make you wary because most likely they're eventually talking about you too. Absolutely, yeah. I one of my old friends that we had to part ways was because she loved to talk shit about people and. I don't like to do it. Spe- not now at my age, like maybe years ago when I was in a different place. But like nowadays I just don't I just don't see the point. It just feels like a waste of my a waste of my breath yeah. and it puts me in a weird headspace. Like I don't feel like I'm growing from that conversation. Right. And obviously I'm not saying that like it's constantly have to have intellectual conversations. Like right. obviously you can have fun and be yeah. funny, but talking shit about people just doesn't make me feel good. Right. And she was always doing it. One time I remember I was like, dude, can you stop for a second? Like, I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. Cause I yeah. think she was, she crossed the line cause she tried to make fun of a, one of our friends, baby. And like, oh, no. because I yeah. have a niece, I understand, like I view children in such a different way yeah. now. I mean, that's just
1: terrible. Like you
0: just, you don't cross the line to kids. Yeah. So she made some comment about like, my fr- our friend's um, ch- daughters or son, I forget it's what it is. evil. Yeah. Um, about the looks or the name or something like that. And I was just like, no, not cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do this stuff. And then she was like, well, you, all you do is talk shit. Don't you remember? And this and this. And she started to bring up like memories from the past. And yeah. like, and that's her bringing up like who I used to be. And right. it's like, okay, like slow down. Right. Like hold yeah. down for a second. I've grown as a person since then. And if you can't accept that, that means you're not growing with me. Absolutely. And you're stuck in the past. Like, I can't handle it. That was like one that of our is last fights.
1: such a good point because that's literally what, even with my last or my relationship that we've been talking about, like, and later on, we talked about that being right. And he was like, you're right. At the time, I didn't see it, but we should always be changing and evolving and growing. And if you're not, and if you constantly ridicule people for doing that, then you need to reevaluate yourself and Maybe go, why am I not changing or growing or learning or progressing, you know? You don't have to wear new style of clothing every day and have like, you know, uh,
0: But like it's it's unfair to the other person to try to hold them back or or to hold something against them. Like you had that issue with one of your friends who you parted ways. She held something against you. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I felt with my friend that I had to part ways where she was like, oh you do a suction, you do this and it's kinda reminding me when I was like a shitty person or whatever. And
1: then it just reaffirms that they have already been comparing you and them for a long time. If they're able to just resurface that so quickly then they've been competing with you for a Long time, and it's like I wasn't competing,
0: and that sucks because sometimes it's like you love your friend or like friendships are so. Some friendships are just like they're meant to be forever, and you hope they do because you you love them so much more than a partner sometimes, and it sucks when like you want the relationship, the friendship to work and you want it so bad and you try to see the good in them all Mm. the time, but like in your heart, you know, you have to let them go. Right. And sometimes
1: that's the best thing you can do for somebody is to let them go. Because if you keep facilitating that, you're, you're contributing to maybe them not Living their most, you know, the highest yeah, potential. Yeah, they're probably
0: depending on you in some yeah. ways. Cause like your friend, she was depending on you to constantly talk shit about someone. Right. So if she, you go away, then she or has to, like, to like, re-think. reaffirm like the
1: things that she wanted to do to herself. And at that point, when I would, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I'm literally basically telling somebody you should get this to make yourself feel better. And I think we should be going to a fucking yoga class. Like, I don't think we should be focusing so much, you know, it's like yeah. it's a lot of work we can do that will make
0: you feel good that is cheaper. But by the way, that's another conversation for another episode we'll discuss about like body dysmorphia, body image mm. and what it's like to live in LA. On that note, anyway, Sophia, it was so great that you came um, today on my podcast. I had so much fun. Where can we find you?
1: Um, I can't give you my address.
0: <laughs> we can find you on Instagram at Sophia... Esperanza on Instagram. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And don't forget to rate me five stars and also leave me a nice review. If you're thinking of leaving me a meme review, just don't do it. Just like write it down with a pencil.
1: Write it notebook. on your wrist and that's and it. Write let it on it, your wrist. And let it go.
0: And let it go. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.